You know what I mean? Love Talk so Radio. It's your girl, D. Scott, and it is a very wonderful Tell the Truth Tuesday. Um, I wanted to extend on what I was talking about yesterday about how probably 90% of my statuses don't even have anything to do with me, that I get inboxes from men, women, young girls, young boys all the time, and... um, it's, uh, you know, a lot of stuff weighs heavy on me, so therefore I just repost it. So one of the emails that I got, well, well first let, let me let me say this. Let me preface it by this because, you know, I have to give you my dose of uh, ratchet. Um, I was watching Black Ink Chicago, and y'all know I love Ryan, Ryan Henry. There's no secret about that. He'll probably, well, he will be doing my tap when he comes on his tour up to um, Toronto because I wasn't able to make it to Chicago this summer. My apologies to anybody that was waiting on myself and Saladin to come up there, just scheduling conflicts and things like that. So I'm watching Black Ink, and I don't want to – I think the guy's name is Don, one of the tattoo artists, because I know it's it's not Four. I think it's Don. Four is the rapper. They're brothers. And Don then cheated on his woman. Lowered a couple, two, three times, but – not that I, to my knowledge, they weren't living together, whatever, whatever. They have a child or kids together. Um, he messes with Charmaine, who's a very pretty girl. Uh, she's the receptionist right now, quit her corporate job to be there. I appreciated the episode that they just had about her going down to New Orleans, Ryan finding out. He said, y'all like the Cosbys. And her having to tell her father that, yeah, you know, I'm on TV, I'm doing all this stuff, and my car got repossessed. That's what she was explaining to them, and I'm I'm glad that they showed that because I think it's a cautionary tale for young women as well that, you know, we have to make choices and decisions in the workplace as well. You know, do I stay with this job that I hate that pays me really well, or do I follow my dreams and get my car repossessed and shit? That's, those are the types of decisions that artists or people that are creative or just anybody, an entrepreneur, has to make. So Don finds out via the Internet, Okay, and this is why, you know, y'all men act like y'all just don't have no fucking choice in the matter. That's another story. Let me just say this, and and Monice as well. I'm mad at y'all because y'all, first of all, I have always known on planet Earth that has always been instilled with me from a child, don't let nobody film you, don't let nobody photograph you that you don't want to photograph you. 
Don't, you know, this is before social media. I remember my mom used to tell me, if you walk in the room, look in, in the stuffed animals, look in the books, look for the red light. That's back when they had video cameras and shit like that. And my mom never experienced no shit like that. But she's just like, I don't want to be on, you know, watching something and have to see that from my daughter. So we had a discussion about Kim Kardashian yesterday, and I said, yeah, I got to stop hating on her. I mean, it's $63 million later. You can't say that she made that off the porn. After taxes, she made $3 million off the porn, and no, she didn't pay Vivid Entertainment and Joe Francis and all of them. That's not what happened. They were going to release it, okay, anyways. Not them, but whoever had custody or copy of the tape. You have to remember that at that time, do you think Kim Kardashian was worth $63 million married to Kanye West and then just made another $160 million off a game app? No, she wasn't. But she wasn't looking out for her motherfucking star player, which is herself. So I always, no matter what people like, you think you this, you think you that. No, you think that. And that's why I would never give you the opportunity to take me down or to, you know, I, like I said, I talk a lot of shit. All my pages are open. You can, you know, say whatever you want to say on my page at any motherfucking time. You ain't never in the history of niggerdom seen a dude that I used to mess with or lay with come out with a sex tape, a nude, any type of nothing like that because I always know that, yeah, I might like you. I might even love you in this moment, but you're going to take these pictures with my head chopped off in them. That's what you're going to get. Videotapes, don't even try it. You understand what I'm saying? So, and, and and if you did have something like that, then you would have to prove that that was me. And then by the time you get to court, you're probably not going to be breathing anyway. So you you ladies put yourselves in these positions, and men too, where even if you're on TV for five minutes, somebody wants a piece of that. So you mean to tell me this little girl, done is two years old and you didn't know that she existed? And this is a girl that you used to mess with in college. So we're going back three years. Now, I know you've been with your baby mom longer than that. Now, she done came in there and tried to beat up everybody in the United States of America over you. That's, it, it, you know, like, okay. And then took you back. Then she's planning a wedding. They got engaged. They got a house. I hope they bought it. Chicago's very expensive. And she's like, because I'm a princess. I'm like, girl, you wasn't a princess three weeks ago when this motherfucker was still sticking his dick in other people. Like, you got to stop portraying that bullshit on TV. Like, you know, and, and this is the thing. People are like, oh, my gosh, she's so stupid. Please. That is the reality. That's why it's called reality TV. It's somebody's reality. Somebody's going through that shit right now with a motherfucker that they just trying to hang on to or we've been through too much. and No, if you say you're going to leave, fucking leave because he ain't going to learn unless you do, okay? And if you think that, you know, he was disrespecting you and then all this stuff and it's just going to change overnight because you was mad or you threatened to leave, it doesn't work like that. Unless, he got, unless she got bodies on you, like has physically seen you murder motherfuckers, you don't have to stay with this motherfucker. You don't. So it comes out that the baby is his. He tells her. Dead ass at the table, she says, she's upset, she's crying. She says, okay, I'm going to give you one more chance. Girl, y'all ain't even married. This is some Ray Charles shit. This is some James Brown shit. This is some shit that, like, the muddy water shit. This is some shit they was already making money, okay, and the baby, the side baby came out of somewhere, but y'all was already married. Y'all crazy as hell. No. Mm-mm. You got a side baby. That means you was doing side shit. You could go. We're not married. We're not tied to each other. We don't have anything in common. And y'all think that I'm crazy when I say this is why my relationships have to be investments. And it can't just be not just about money. It has to be in time. A 10-year relationship with somebody is really not an investment. Like, 
What are, what am I proving here? Who the fuck are you that I have to prove any fucking thing to you? Look, you love me, I love you, let's go do the shit or nah. That's it. You want monogamy, I require it too. Everything you ask me to do, you have to do it too. And if you cheat, that's the most disgusting thing on planet Earth to me because that means that you ran up in somebody nude, naked, the way that you would want to do me. Right, which means I'm not fucking special. I'm the queen of the goddamn universe. If I'm not made to feel special, right, I make myself feel fucking special. So if you're doing anything less than that, then I, 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 I'm not going to be able to fuck with you because you're killing my vibe. So I get an inbox, and I prefaced all that to say this. So I get an inbox from a gentleman that's been on my page. He knows my sister, my baby sister. And um, he's like, you know, that y'all always crack me up because y'all always start with the hypotheticals. You know what I mean? Like, y'all always start with the hypotheticals. Like, well, if a guy did it, just say issue. You know, I understand. So he says to me, and I'm going to read you this whole thing, and, and I actually have a story, okay? So he says, uh, he's like, I have a great story for you. He's like, real question for you. You stay chill on social anarchy. He's like, interesting conversation today. But how many times does something, an incident, a circumstance need to happen before it's a pattern, better yet a characteristic? I said more than once, but really after three times, that's a habit. Okay. So if I smoke cigarettes, but I only do it socially, it's still a habit. Right. If I drink, but I only drink socially, it's still a habit. Now, if somebody really don't cuss and they cuss once, that's not a habit. That might have been a mistake or a circumstance. But if a person like me cusses all the time, it's a habit. So he's like, damn, it's not like I didn't know that, but I have a great story for you. Not, no mention or credit warning. It's real life. So I said, okay. Let me know, and I'll discuss on the show. He's like, thank you so much. He's like, so a man that physically and sexually abused you in your relationship passes. He died, and he did. Everyone knows of the physical, maybe not the sexual abuse, but you were with him for 10 years. You put him in jail for the abuse, have a new relationship with a man that has none of these traits, and you had some ups and downs when it started because of this previous, because of his previous relationship. He cut all ties with that family he was close to of his ex. She was close to the abusers. Now the woman is close to the abuser's sister, but told the man he couldn't be friends with the ex's sister. Stop right there. That's not fair. Okay. If you friends and you got female friends, then you better accept that I have male friends or whatever, whatever. You can't have that conversation with me. It, it, it has to go both ways. So the guy dies, and she rushes to the family and can't see why the current man would have a problem with it. And I can go on and on about the signs and the blinders she cares when it comes to her, but am I wrong for ending the relationship? Also, she stated that she was still in love with this man to the sister, his sister, but wants the man to have understanding, okay? So I said, no, you weren't wrong. Let her love a ghost. Then that's why abused women can't move on with good men because we constantly want to relive the past, not me personally, but I'm just saying. So here, here's a few fucking things. Death has a way, and, and let me say this, like, and people always think I'm being emo or I'm being dark. Death has a way of bringing shit out of people, right? So I had to start watching my words where, you know, people think like, like my situation where me and dude, you know, what do you call it, slap box, whatever. One of the last things I said to him, you know, it via text was like, look, you know, I just, I don't want it to be no malice. I just want you to have peace. You know, I don't have no malice towards you. It's all love. He's like, leave me the fuck alone. Stop texting me this, this, and this. Now, I'm not putting that in the universe, but you have to be careful when you say shit like that to people because if that was the last thing that you said to me and something happened to me, I know this cat. He would not, 
You know what I'm saying? These are this, these are the things that fuck people up over a lifetime. And because I've had so many people around me just die, you know what I'm saying, like just out the blue, I would never want the last thing that I said to somebody to be like, fuck you, I hope you die. You know, so if you love this motherfucker so much, the guy that you with, don't tell him that you're still in love with another motherfucker and he's dead. What the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, and then you wonder why the dude don't want to be with you. Now, you go and you tell the this story, and I'm not saying a side story. You go and you tell the story to the dude that you're currently with, okay? Dude dies. Now, I'm going to tell you because my cousin was in this situation recently. I don't know about abuse or anything like that, but I know that she's currently married. She, Her ex-husband, who she was married to twice, okay, this is a love story for the record, um, he died suddenly in a car crash. Like, we talked, matter of fact, it was this time last year. Our whole family showed up because we knew him as our uncle, you know, as a family member. She's currently remarried with a child, okay? From what I understand, she came earlier before the procession and everything, before people got to the church, paid her respects, sent flowers, and left. And I and I fucks with that, and I agree with that. You know, nobody is saying... You know, be like, you know, fuck these mother, you know what I'm saying, or be mean. But what we are saying, what I am saying is that there's a level of appropriateness that comes with death, okay? So you can't say man is just beating you up and doing all this other stuff and you talk to all this, you know, she just, she's a free woman. She's just doing a lot of free things. So... He's like, I'm arguing with her about this now, and she feels nothing is wrong. See, people also like to use death as a, like, get-out-of-jail-free card, it trumps everything card, and it usually does. But in the situation where I'm in a relationship with somebody, one of the guys that I used to date that was abusive, his nephew died, okay? His nephew, this is somebody that, you know what I'm saying, like, way younger than us, everything. I went to the funeral because I knew the nephew personally, and had to see all the, the people that knew that I was with this particular gentleman, whatever. And that was fucking uncomfortable for me. But I paid my respects and I left. Okay? So you got to understand, he says, not even a week ago, the neighbors were drunk. He dropped his wallet in the driveway. She found it and returned it to him. He brings back a card and perfume. He would give the card to her son specifically asked for her, but he didn't sign the card. She said, I should have checked him. And I said, well, why did you accept the gift? So I said, well, wait a minute. She's still seeing the dude? He said, no, this was our neighbor. Let me find out your girlfriend is a hoe. If my neighbor drops his wallet in the driveway and I give it to him, you know what he's going to do? He's going to say thank you and keep it fucking moving. He ain't going to buy me. Do you know how personal a bottle of perfume is? It's it's a very personal fucking thing. And a card? Like, well, what are you talking about? Are you sure that we don't have a relationship with the neighbors going on too? So I was like, hell no. And then he's like, but I'm wrong. Now I understand that she raised his kids for 10 years while he's in and out of jail. Hold up. Okay, this is the the ex that died. Be there for the kids, not the same family that stood by and watched you get your ass whooped and did nothing. Now, I, I got to agree with the man on that. I got to agree with him. You can't sit up there and talk about these people. And then, you know, like I said, in my family, people didn't know I was getting dead like that. 
You know what I'm saying? I, people didn't know I was getting dead like that because they damn for sure wouldn't have sat at nobody's funeral that used to whoop my ass. That's just not going to happen. And he says, I told her you're going to be nothing but a clown to them. Debo still got mind control on you. And I said, exactly. She could have sent flowers or asked to go to the wake, pay her respects and leave, respects and leave with you. And he's like, I'm sorry to throw this at you. I'm just frustrated. I said, I get these emails daily. My posts usually aren't about me. He said, I told her I want nothing to do with it. I'm upset I didn't send him over to the other side myself. I hate women women beaters. So you see what I'm saying? Like, I get it now what I'm saying, and I'm starting to understand where these men are coming from, where it's like such a large percentage of women that you meet men to um, have been sexually or physically abused, and then you bring that over into the next relationship. The next guy is trying to help you or heal you from the relationship, which is rare, because a lot of motherfuckers would be like, well, go back to that motherfucker then. Let him whoop your ass and shit. You don't like eating shrimp. You don't like me being nice to you and not and finding other ways to have to communicate with you. Then I don't know what to tell you. So, you know, uh, he said, I saw the dude one time and told him, God is with you right now. Because if my sons were with me, um, you'd be in the trunk of my car on the way to the pig farm. You know, and I said, the bottom line is she's not a keeper. Tell her she can quote me on that. Because I'm not going to sit there and tell your man nothing that I wouldn't tell you to your face. I don't give a fuck what you tell me about this man. If you were another man, and this is the man that takes care of you, now I could see if the guy that died, his his checks was making sure that you and, and Ray J is living well or whatever, whatever, there's variables. But the bottom line is this is just like the skulls. There's a handbook to this shit called being a woman. There's a handbook, and there's just certain shit you don't do. Nobody's saying don't go pay your respects. But, I mean, are you respecting your current relationship? Now, I've, I've gotten with guys that say, like, oh, you can't. First of all, you don't tell me can't about shit. I do whatever the fuck I want to do. Just like you do what you want to do, it's all free will. But my men don't say shit like that to me because they know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to be respectable. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, I will be appropriate. And they don't have nothing to worry about. So then he goes on to say that our moms passed away within like six months of each other. He's like, I know it was tough. I sent flowers. And I said, thank you. I, I, I recall that. No worries. You know? So what people got to understand is that you know, when you're in a situation and you're in a relationship, you have to honor that relationship, not the old one. You know, that's just like uh, when a, a dude sits up in a relationship and was like, well, my ex, she used to do that. I don't give a fuck. Go fucking be with her then. You know what I'm saying? You guys have, you know, these, these women are coming out and, and wearing this abuse situation and then acting like it's nothing. So it's either nothing or it's everything. Y'all got to pick a struggle. You know, where I'm from, if a motherfucker's beating on you, yeah, years later, 15, 20 years later, I was able to sit down with somebody that almost put me in the grave. And, um, you know, we spoke. Everything was, was, was okay. But I still had that anger in me, like, I really want to stab this black motherfucker across the table. And so although I said what's up to his mom because his mom was suffering from cancer at the time, his brother had just got out of prison and then went right back. He's currently in prison right now. I cannot lie to you when I make this shit up. Literally, the like two days after, we sat down and he apologized and he told me why he did what he did, which will likely be in the second book, or not second book, the seventh book. Um, when he told me what he did, I just became so enraged that it was time to go. I hadn't heard from him. Because he was like, well, can we keep in touch? Because this is a man that is on on the end of his luck. He knew that the feds and everybody else was probably coming from him. He knew that somebody was going to try to cap his ass because of all the dirt that he's done over the years, not just to women but to men too. See, one thing about, and that's not saying nothing, but if if a man would hit me, trust me, he was out in the streets fighting dudes too. 
You know what I'm saying? So I've met a couple where they only just beat women. Because you know if you was to take that shit to the streets, it would be a fucking issue. So two days after, I sat down with the one that, you know, almost murdered me. And we talking attempted murder. We talking about, like, kidnapped in the basement, strangled with a with a rope. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I always tell women the most dangerous time is to be pregnant and trying to leave or just trying to leave, period. No man just gets up and says, okay, I'm just going to beat her to damn near death. And that's what I don't personally talk about. But two days after we sat down, it was like the heavens opened up. I faced my, I won't say abuser, my attacker, you know, somebody that claimed that they loved me, somebody that claimed that, you know, they would never do to me what the first one did or whatever, whatever. Um, And he was in one of his buildings that he owns, a big apartment building, and a pane of glass fell from, like, the fourth floor or some shit and almost cut this motherfucker's arm off. So he was in the hospital and, you know, and, and it was bad. And guess what? I didn't give a fuck. You know why? Because you didn't care when I was in the hospital. You didn't care when you, you know, did what you did. And and, and so I, I kind of just, I don't understand the type of woman that would um, take a death of somebody like that. I'm not saying that I hope this particular man dies. But if he did die, would I be at the funeral? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's not appropriate. Um, you ruin my life. You change shit. You know, and although I could probably see you in the street and be like, hey, how you doing, whatever, whatever, my walk past you like i never seen you before, never was engaged to you before, wasn't with you for five years before, game is strong as hell. But again, here's me being insensitive, that's just me. Now, the one before him, because I was so young and he never tried to kill me physically, if something happened to him, I would be, I would be upset because... That's back when your girl used to do crazy shit like throw hot coals at a motherfucker's car and just, you know, just be out flipping. You know, I'm not saying I deserved any of it, but I'm just saying I was more of a fighter with my first situation. You know what I'm saying? With a lot of, you know, just a lot of shit than, you know what I'm saying, to piss him off. Sometimes I would do it just because I knew I could do it. Or to get him to stay with me longer because he was mad and he didn't want me to go nowhere and do shit. Because I always get the cycles. I always get the ones that want to lock me in the fucking house and shit like that. But, again, you're talking 17, 18 years old, 19, 20, 21. I got with this guy when I was about 20, 21 years old. I remember having my 21st birthday. But if that motherfucker was to leave Earth tomorrow, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know that I would even send flowers. Not because I hate him or anything like that. It's just because, like, Motherfucker, you really fucked me up. So you got me fucked up. God took you home. There it is. So for a lot of women, you know, I'm not saying that you enjoy getting beat. I'm not saying that you enjoy the attention that comes along with, you know, having to say like someone punched me in the eye or I had a black eye. Because I remember when I was 17, 18 years old, I used to think that shit was cute too. I write all about it. All my friends were getting beat up at the time. We thought it was normal. We watched our parents fight. You know what I'm saying? And and mom's black eye, you know, broken arm, broken fingers. We watched, you know, one of my friends watched her dad profusely beat her mother. You know, so it's no wonder that she ended up with an abuser. So when you get with somebody that doesn't want to beat on you, you know, and you're in your early 20s, that's when the healing begins because you're like, well, what does he do when he's angry then? What is his coping mechanism? And for most men, it was just they was fucking mad. That was it. So I looked at the first relationship and said, okay, 
he doesn't know how to cope with anger. That's very different than the second one that's like, I'm just going to kill your ass. That's, that's just where we at right now. You want to leave? Cool. Everybody's going to die. It's going to be a murder-suicide up in this bitch. You see what I'm saying? That's, to me, that's very different. You know what I mean? Now, if the first one, something was to happen to him because of the fact that he is married and he has children and I respect that institution, I would definitely send flowers or something like that. It's not necessary nor appropriate really for me to go. You know, and I'm this notorious little girl that, you know what I'm saying, was ruining his relationship and whatever, whatever, when I was a teenager. You know what I mean? I wasn't shit back in the day. I'll tell you right now. All that shit you see on TV, that shit was nothing compared to the shit I was doing. And the difference is I wasn't even fucking with nobody like that. I just would do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. If I wanted to go eat with with this dude over here, that's what I went and did. If I wanted to go to Mexico over here, that's what I did. So there's just certain things that as a woman... A motherfucker ain't got to ask me, like, if I'm in a relationship and my ex, now my ex-husband, that's completely different. Absolutely, you know, his dad passed away. It was very quick, um, and so he had to go to Dominican. Had it not have been a quick situation, yeah, I would have brought my son over there, but I didn't know anything about it until they were damn near already over there. You understand what I'm saying? My son never got to meet his grandfather on that side. You know what I'm saying? If it was something to do with my ex-husband because we were married, not just because of the child, but because we were married, that's still my family. I still carry that name. So, of course, I would, you know what I'm saying, show up. And he's remarried, new baby and everything, okay? I don't recall him saying that she was married to this. And this is where the whole relationship, marriage, and all that stuff comes into play, you know what I'm saying? You can't be having these 10-year relationships with motherfuckers that's whooping your ass and then you tell me that, that you don't like that or you were a victim of domestic violence. Why did you stay? There's doors everywhere. This is not the situation in Salt Lake City where that, that motherfucker had them girls locked down in a basement, you know what I'm saying, and couldn't leave and was impregnating them, you know what I'm saying, one by one. We, had, You know, black women, you can't one minute be like, oh, my God, I'm so strong, I'm so this, I'm so that. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're so strong, walk the fuck away from anything that is hurting you, right? Walk away from anything that is hurting you. Black men, you too. If this is something that you even have to fucking have a conversation about, perfume, do you know how personal a bottle of perfume is? I wouldn't even buy that for my beloved unless I knew his scent personally. Not the scent that he wears, but his own personal pheromones and scent i would not buy a strange man cologne you know what i'm saying my neighbor cologne I, I wouldn't do that so you need to sit down and start evaluating you know what kind of relationship it is that you have and what kind of relationship it is that you want and so you know um to me it's just all ridiculous if somebody is whooping my ass we're not friends you know what I'm saying? I, if you die, again, I get it. She got kids to him. She was with him for 10 years. You know, she was she was part of that family. She's still cool with the family, but you're not allowed to be cool with your ex's family. Who, like, who are you talking to? And you allow this? Like, as a man, you, you allow her to tell you what you can and can't do? You sound crazy. And guess what? She could go to the funeral. I would just be standing right the fuck there with her. That I don't know what kind of men y'all are, but that's what kind of men I deal with. Oh, we going to the funeral? And if he don't come in the funeral, he's going to be sitting right outside in the car. You understand what I'm saying? So I just think that there's a manual for appropriateness, and especially in black 
families and black communities and just maybe she just didn't get the memo. Maybe she just didn't read it. Maybe she wasn't fucking with y'all. I don't know. What I do know is that for her to be saying that she's still in love with him, that right there, forget everything else that she did, that right there, she's in love with a ghost. You're never going to be able to compete with a ghost. Never. Never. So you got to let that shit go. If you choose to stay with her, any other things that happen after this fucking point, it's your fault. Because remember, you asked me what I think, when does something become a habit? It becomes a habit when you have to tell this motherfucker over 10 times what she should be doing as a woman, and you're a fucking man. You're not allowed to do certain things. Like, who says allowed? Like, what what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Everybody got to start putting their fucking foot down. You know what I'm saying? If you have to ask the question to me, honestly, you probably already knew the answer. Don't ask me no dumb shit. You know, my ex-girlfriend of 10 years died. She took me for everything I got. I went bankrupt, blah, 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 blah. She used to beat on me, tore up my car, all this other shit. She died. I want to go to her funeral. Cool, you could go. You could go. But I'm be sitting outside waiting for you, you know, because that's what's appropriate. And you, or, or you know what? Don't go to the funeral. Go to the wake. I could schedule it in to drop you off and sit outside. And it's not a jealousy thing. It's just you can't come and talk shit about people to me and then expect me to like them just because they're dead. That's not how it works. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. Thanks for that inbox. We have a ton of shit to talk about next week on Manic Monday. We're going to get the Zaddy himself. He calls himself Zaddy. He's our little Internet sensation uh, gentleman out of uh, Texas. We're going to get him on the show, not Escabel. I know all the Texas guys come at me, right? Not like that, but, you know, they find me. So we'll try to get those guys back on the show. Come November, we'll start having special guests and things like that. I've just been trying to keep things at bay while I'm trying to complete this last you know, piece of literature. And, again, I want to say thank you guys for tuning in. It's been over two years. It's been a wild ride. But we're still here. We're going to get back to business. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week.